Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we have an NBA champion, the 2022 NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, four NBA championships in the last eight seasons. Something to be said for that. Something to be said for Steph Curry and the emotions that came over. One of your old teammates, Steve Kerr, gets his ninth NBA championship, which is wild, getting up there with your old coach, Phil Jackson. So uh, first and foremost, BJ, let's talk about that because uh, the Golden State Warriors they showed that they were not, uh, you know, done. They were not dead, as many proclaimed, and uh, they got another title last night in Boston. You know, it's interesting, you know, to watch. You know, first and foremost, I want to say congratulations to the Golden State Warriors organization, the players, staff, yep, their fan base, and and all the people who who have cheered for them, especially over these last eight years. But you know, it goes well back. I think they have like seven championships now as an organization. Mm-hmm. But I think they're third now, right behind the. Yeah, they just they were tied with the Bulls with six, and now they yep. they just eclipsed them. And what an amazing achievement! And their best player throughout this latest run has been Steph Curry, without question. You know, he's been he's been the the one consistent, and you know Steve Kerr. And what more can I say about Steve? Steve has had an amazing career not just as a player um but what he's doing as a coach this has been phenomenal and his leadership and his direction and what he's been able to do and and one of the things that's really stood out throughout his you know coaching experience as I'm watching from afar is his humility mm. and the humility in which he has led these group of men and led and and been an example in an organization and his impact so you know, when you when you see that, you don't see that type of leadership and what he's been able to do and the things that interest him on and off the court, the things he stood up for. Um, he's been an incredible leader. And um, I can't say that I picked the Warriors. I would love to tell you I picked the Warriors from the get-go, <laughs> you know. I don't think anybody year. did other than yeah. the Warriors. And that's why it was so, you know, yeah. fascinating. In yeah, I, it just, it, it was, it was, it's a championship that was, I feel like this was one that came with a lot of obstacles, you know, and I give them credit for just hanging in there. Well, let's see what can happen. And they they got healthy. They got Clay back. Andrew Wiggins and those guys stepped up. Jordan Poole, you know, mm-hmm. and Kevon Looney. And before you knew it, they had a chance. And and here they are. And, and now they were they found themselves in the NBA finals. And you know what? They went for it. So give those guys credit. You know, I, 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 you know, other than the people in the locker room probably didn't believe that they could win this thing. But I give those guys credit for persevering and hanging in there. And that's why you show up because you, you, you never know what can happen if you show up. So congratulations to those guys. And uh, they deserved it. They were the best team this year. And they proved it in the NBA Finals. And you could see the maturity if you watch, you know, the first iteration of this group go to the finals in 2015, right? There was 
you know, uh, almost a sense where they were on their heels a little bit, even though, you know, they ended up winning that championship. 2016, we all know what happened there. But the maturity of this group and the maturity, especially of Steph Curry and the ability to use force, I mean, to play with some force, right? That was really the knock when they first, you know, came onto the scene and came to the finals. We were like, this team can't handle it, right? They, they, they cannot handle the force of what is expected in the NBA finals. So I was impressed um, with how Curry did that. I was impressed with how they played as a team. And to be honest with you, BJ, I think on paper and in front of my eyes, Boston was the better team, right? But the Golden State Warriors played like the better team and, and they and they showed that you got to go out there and win the game. And uh, that that impressed me a lot with, with the fact that they were able, I mean, yes, they had the best player in the series, but they ended up beating a really, really good team that beat the defending champs and, you know, beat a team Miami on the road in a game seven. That's not easy to do. So Boston was definitely battle tested and the Golden State Warriors answered the bell. So I, I came away very impressed and it was not an expectation, but, um, you know, I'm happy that this group, especially Steph Curry is getting some credit for that because he did play great. Well, I, I think we're seeing the same thing, but just want to verify is I, I think on paper, and when you look at it, I think they had better individual talents. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, they were bigger, probably at every position. They were more athletic than every position. Yep. And all of the physicality, they were probably faster and stronger and all of those things. However, I think the best team was the Golden State Warriors. That's why they won. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they played a, a they played, well, I refer to it as a blended brand of basketball, right? They play a, a blended brand where at some point their best player had to do what he had to do individually, but he always did it within the, the confines of the team, the framework of the team. On the other hand, the Boston Celtics, they were playing a lot of isolation basketball for the most part throughout the entire series. Okay. They weren't playing together. And when they did play together, they won the game. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, in the last game, the frustration I have with watching them was not that they didn't shoot well or they didn't play well, is they would just turn the ball over carelessly. They had 22 turnovers in the last game. This is this is the and, biggest and 11 game of the, in the season. First, 11 in the first half, BJ. I mean, that was this more. This is what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. It's just like watching them play. You know, we had, we always had a saying, you know, championship caliber basketball is this. Make the other team beat you, mm-hmm. but don't beat yourself. The Boston Celtics are going to look back on this missed opportunity and said, we had a chance because individually they can match up with this team. But the way they played as a team, it's going to it's going to haunt them because mm-hmm. they're going to look back on this and they're going to say most people are going to say conventional wisdom is going to say. Oh, they're young. They're going to get back here. No, there's nothing guaranteed you're going to get back. That's why you play with a certain sense of urgency. That's why you saw Steph Curry, you know, have that kind of response. Because you don't know if you're going to get back. Just a year or two ago, they had the worst record in the league. Mm -hmm. Hey, just a year or two ago, Clay Thompson was out with a – ACL and an Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. There's no guarantee you're going to get back here. And at any given moment, this could be all over. 
And they came into a 2019 finals as the the guaranteed favorite for a three-peat. They had a guy tear his Achilles, Kevin Durant, and then also had Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? So they've also they also know that the sense of urgency has to be in the game in front of you because things can go right. Absolutely. And that's was that was the wasn't the fact that they lost the Celtics. It's how they lost. Because anyone who has had an opportunity to play. You know, I remember watching that that young Orlando Magic team with Shaq and Penny, and you said, oh, they lost this year, but they're going to be back here for many years to come. Mm-hmm. One last time you've seen them there, Tate. <laughs> One and done. They did, that, that group never got back. The next mm-hmm. time you saw them there, there was a different group. There's been a lot of teams that supposed to could have, would have, should have. I mean, look at the Thunder. Them. 2012, 10 years ago. Exactly. So hopefully I'm wrong here, Tate. But it was so disappointing because they weren't playing championship caliber basketball. And and we had seen them play that way against the Milwaukee Bucks, against the defending champs, right? So we had seen flashes of it. That's why I think it was even more confounding. Individual talents. Mm -hmm. You, You saw individual talents. And you saw them being able to explore opportunities. For instance, Chris Middleton was not available. Yeah. So no wing defender on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pat Connaughton or Grayson Allen is guarding part, you. They're starting five in particular. They have some advantage out there that they know they can exp- they can exploit on the offensive end. But here you were playing against a superior team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they tried to ex- exploit Steph Curry, but the Golden State said, no, we're going to do this together as a team. They supported him so that they couldn't just pick on him like they did in some of the other series because this is a superior defensive team, Tate. They're the, okay, I, okay, I get it. The Boston Celtics are the number one defensive team in the league, but the Warriors are the number two. Exactly. And I think a lot of people seem shocked by the fact that the Warriors were playing at such a high level of defense. It's like, this this is 1A, 1B right here. And Andrew Wiggins was taking that matchup personally. This is why I got to give Coach Kerr credit. Coach Kerr is a a terrific defensive coach. We are, we get sidetracked with the shooting of Steph Curry. We're, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he, you know, he, he, we're enamored with the shooting of him and Clay Thompson and, and all those guys. But truth be told, they're an excellent defensive team. And that's what allowed them to win this series. That's what's allowed them to win these four championships. Defensively, they're consistent. And then when they shoot well, they're almost impossible to beat. They're connected on defense. And then it's almost like an additive if they're hitting threes. You know what I mean? They well, can compete. If you can't beat. Listen. Okay, take you know, you know, I don't like telling the truth. <laughs> because you tell the truth, then you're gonna scare people. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you play defense at a high level, that's gonna keep you in the game. No one on the planet, Tate, has one player, let alone two players, who can shoot with the level of accuracy that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson can. Okay. They're shooting 45% and they're not hot. Mm-hmm. You're hot and you shoot 45%. No one can shoot at this level of accuracy. And the only way to offset that, Tate, is you got to shoot 
to offset the 45 or 50% they're shooting from three. Only a few players can do that. Shaq could do, he could shoot 80%. Giannis now, how many players can go out there and shoot eight for 10 from two? It's hard. I mean, because even, even guys shoot, like LeBron, so I mean, they could it, shoot, that's tough. They could shoot, they could shoot, you know, six for 10 from three. And by my calculation, they're up. <laughs> the score would be 18 to 16. When they put that type of pressure on you, Tate, to shoot 80% from the field, because Steph Curry can go easily six for 10 and not be hot. It's he not opened like, up last night four for five. So, Tate, when your man is shooting with this level of so accuracy. So he's shooting 80, 80% himself from That's three. what I'm yeah. saying. When he's shooting at this level of accuracy, the pressure it puts on you to counter that from two is enormous. It's almost because he's doing it at a level because they also defend. It'd be different if they were just depending on their offense to beat you. They're actually a good defensive team who just happens to be the greatest accurate shooting three-point team. That is their X factor. How, how can I say this? If you look at all of the games, even in this series, the sad part about all this is Boston had a chance to win every single game, maybe with the exception of game two when they got blown out. Mm-hmm. They came back last night. In Got spite of the 22 turnovers, game five, they had 10 missed free throws. How are you going to win a game with 10 missed free throws and 17 turnovers on the road? And they mm-hmm. still were up late in the third quarter in that game. So my hat goes off to Steve Kerr and what he's been able to do in his staff. They defend. But when they're making threes – you have no chance. They what allowed Steph Curry? If you told me Steph Curry was gonna go over nine from three, and they were still gonna win, I'd be like, get out of here. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I think that was the most deflating part from Game Five. If you're Boston, it, right? Well, you're looking at the box score, and you're like, because Tate, <laughs> we always say these things, but we don't hold ourselves accountable. We always say what defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. They're not depending on the three point shot to win. It only enhances their chances to win. That's the difference. Okay. And every time they hit one of those threes, it puts more pressure on you to score too. And then they lock up even more on defense, right? Because there's no one else in the league who can shoot with this level of accuracy Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. No one. That's what's so impressive. He's not hot. This is just he makes these shots. That's what he does. Yeah. I mean, so, you said that to me earlier in the year and I said he was in a slump and you were like, he's not in a slump. So, <laughs> His legs might be, he might be a little tired, but the guy's not in a slump. He'd be every shot. He has an open look. He's going to make. It's, it's, <laughs> now what I thought what would happen. Teams were defending him different. Mm-hmm. See, look, I'm not in the locker room, so I, 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 I don't know. That's why I, I don't question him with the coaches. You don't have a guy who goes for 40 in one game and then suddenly he can't make a shot in the next unless you know what you know. I think the Golden State, I think what Boston did was they would defend him one way for the first three quarters and then they would change up how they're going to defend him in the fourth quarter. 
And then they just decided to defend him one way for the entire game. That's why he cut. That's why he got loose. That's mm. you know if, if if you watch, they would defend him one way in the first three quarters because they didn't want everybody else to get involved. And then in the fourth quarter, you know they were. It was almost like, well, our defense is so good, we can turn it on and off as we think. No, force somebody else to beat you. That's my. That's my. Because what do players? love most consistency you don't turn it on and turn it off to me that was the that was the mistake that was made and then when it came time to defend him a certain way they did it mm-hmm. and i think that's the way you have to play against them but that was just me because it was a drastic way they defended him in game five than in any time during the series and that's what, what he knew. And, and if I know something, how you're defending me, I can prepare as a as a player because he's a great player. You can't allow a great player to be great. Mm. That that's that's the one lesson I've learned throughout my history and affiliation with the NBA. You cannot allow a great player to be great. If there's anything take away from today, if you give him an opportunity to make that three, he's gonna make it more times than not. So what do you have to do? You can't even give him a chance. Yeah, which is, I mean, to not even give him that chance, you know, is the the perfect example. I mean, to put it in baseball, it's just like walking Barry Bonds, right? You're like, I'm not going to give you a chance to, to get this home run or get this RBI right you here. Like, got, you, you just, just go go to first base. Just right? go to first base. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it 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 it, it was mind boggling to me. Is why are you playing one on one against a great player? No, that's why they're a great player. Mm-hmm. You just can't even give him a chance. And you could see, I mean, look, after game three, I mean, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people. I mean, a lot of people had come to the, the terms that the Celtics were going to win game four. They're going to go up 3-1. They might win this series in five. And what he did in game four by having that 40-point performance and, you know, 10 rebounds. And it was like he he kind of just, like you said, they let it, they gave him the 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 sliver to take over and be the best player on the court. He took it. And then it just seemed like the entire outlook of the series. And obviously it did because the Warriors win three straight games and, uh, and now they're the NBA champions. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. It feels like you needed a green grapes to find great wine. You can shop by label, I guess, or try to remember what tannins are, but shouldn't it be easier? That's why First Leaf does the hard work for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world and selects only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like and what you don't, then send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. We've had First Leaf for about two years here. I've had some great Barolos, some great wines from South Africa, some great wines from Argentina, and it's all thanks to the great people at First Leaf. And if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will credit you for another. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash P-U-S-H-I-N to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash pushin. Well, you know, like I said, you got to call it like you see it. This is the first time I can say this with this Boston team, especially in the playoffs that the lights were too bright for them Mm -hmm. in the NBA finals. They did not respond to the pressure 
of the NBA Finals. They didn't. And I'm sure. And do I think they should admit that? No, don't admit it. But, but I think it was, it was obvious. It if was you, obvious you're, that they yeah. they did not respond. Their best player wasn't their best player. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum did not cut loose one game. Not even close. Okay. They did not play the Celtic brand of basketball. They didn't really put together a good four quarters in the, the entire series. series. Yeah, I agree. Hey, they, no one found a rhythm. You can't say Marcus Smart. You know, you can't say their bench. You can't. Okay, Jason. Their bench was outscored. Their bench was minus fifty on the series. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Yeah, he had a moment here. Al Horford had a game, but no one found rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's like they and when they did play well, which would be, always be for a quarter, they would have a good third quarter, but they wouldn't follow it up with a good fourth quarter. They would play bad in the. They third had a good quarter. Th- third quarter last night. Yeah, and know? then they have an awful fourth quarter. So the thing, as you were watching them, it became obvious is that they just didn't respond to the to the, the pressures of the NBA Finals. Whether that was a lack of, I don't think they were afraid. I just think it was just a lack of experience. The experience and the championship pedigree of the Warriors were too much for them to overcome because the Boston Celtics could never play a championship caliber or level of basketball for an entire game. That's just they a fact. They could not sustain it. Yeah. It's just a fact. They would have quarters, they would have a six minutes. But when you look at how they turned the ball over, when you would look out how careless they were, when you would look at the missed opportunities, when you would look at need plays, like like Tate going into the fourth quarter or coming into a, a, a situation, was there any doubt when the Warriors needed a basket what they were doing or who they were going to? Mm. Okay, now let's look at the Celtics. There's a question. Is it Horford? Is it Tatum? Is it Brown? Is it Smart? Are we throwing lobs at Rob Williams? (laughs) Like, what was the one play that they could get to to say, we need a basket? Or who was the one player? They didn't. All we knew is they would try to set screens until they got Steph Curry. And then when they finally figured out, make Jason Tatum go left, and we'll support you, what was the counter to that? It seemed to be no counter. And it seemed like Jason Tatum had no interest in going left ever. Which is something that you have said to me a long time ago about great players. Great players can go left and finish left. You, 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 this is that's why I say the 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 moment was too big for them is because if I put you on, this was a one defining moment for me in the in this series when Steve Kerr went to uh, Bielitsa. Mm-hmm. I said okay. Individually, Bielitsa, who can he guard on the court? He can't guard Rob Williams. He shouldn't be able to guard Al Horford. He can't shouldn't guard be able can't to guard, guard Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. <laughs> yep. But the fact that Coach Kerr had the confidence to put him on the floor said everything without saying nothing. He said, we have a system in play that we're going to support you if you just do your job. And your job is to push him left. And we will be there to help you and support you. Because if there was a pickup game, there's no way he would be able to play if, if it was just one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But because Coach Kerr had a team 
And he had a system in play that everybody knew they had a job. Your job is to force them left. We will be there to support you, and you just keep coming. Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, all these guys. And I said, and it, and it simplifies see. your job if you're him, right? You're all, Don't all worry you're doing about guarding the guy. Yeah, but then angle yourself and let's send him left. <laughs> and then last night there was a one play. I said that's the difference between winning and losing. Al Horford was guarding Steph Curry, and Steph Curry drove all the way to the basket and laid. Oh, that that was I thought that won the game. Yeah, yeah, and and I thought that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Now Al Horford is a better athlete. He's a better defender. I would venture to say, you know, and I don't like there's no disrespect, but Al Horford is a better player. The difference is why is your center, Al Horford, out there on an island with Steph Curry and he drives all the way to the basket and they need game six? When they needed a basket. They needed a basket. That's the difference in the game. And I saw that Bielitsa, I remember it was like game three or something. I was like, wow. I was like, that's confidence. And he had uh, Bielitsa came in and he had a steal on Jalen Brown uh, and, 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 and he is, and he is, knocked is, a, knocked the pass away from uh, and Jason the Taylor. fact that Steve Kerr has the ability to do that that just lets me know okay that that that, that to me said it all and, and when I saw him coming out there playing because Bielitsa Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. And Steph, I give Steph Curry and those guys credit. Steph Curry came out there and was more than respectable. But the thing that I loved about it is that they did their job. When you get switched on it, you push them this way, and the team will be there to support you. Mm-hmm. Wiggins or whoever that's it, it is, they come over and help. Yep. That's it. That, that's why they call it a team. And that, to me, was the difference in the entire series. They did that, and time and time again, the the – the Boston Celtics were trying to win their individual matchups and couldn't win the team matchup and, and, and the team, the better team won. Yeah. And then just the, the maturity thing I was talking about before, I remember in 2016 when Kevin Love kept getting switched on to, to Steph Curry and it was a lot of shimmying and shaking to go nowhere and then taking a really bad three point shot. Right? right. And everyone's like, see, this is why you can't win. You can't just jack up shots at the end of a game. And I think the beauty and the progression to see Steph have a Horford switched on him and say, I'm not selling for a three, even though I am the greatest three point shooter ever. I'm going to go get the easy bucket in a basket that we need in this game. And, and he did that multiple times, countless times in the series. And I just think a lot of people didn't talk about the fact that the Warriors dominated the mid-range and, and, and really did well around the basket. And look at Tatum's percentage in the paint. It was like 27%. Well, it, 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 because he was, he was breaking down the spacing. Like I said, it, 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 it was just a learning lesson for those guys. And yeah. hopefully I'm wrong, Tate. Those guys will get back and they'll learn from this. But again, tell you, I've seen this too often where teams There's just no guarantees in this game. Yeah, they're they're gonna get back. And and you hope Tate that somehow they figure this out. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Boston Celtics. But the Golden State Warriors, they were just prepared for the moment, in particular those three guys, right? You know, you gotta give Clay and Steph and Draymond those guys. They were been there, done that. S- Steve Kerr was ready, did an excellent job coaching. And those new guys, they brought them along. You know, Jordan Poole showed up. And, and I want to say this too. You know, Otto Porter was your starting center. Isn't that crazy? In game four, five, and six. Yep. Okay. 
that to me is going to haunt the Celtics. With Rob Williams, when you have Rob Williams, that's who they started. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's a team thing. Yeah, four, five, and six, you go to Otto Porter as your starting center. You got to figure that out. This first time, this first time in the history that I can recall, where, and I think Otto Porter is a really good player, but this league has always been about bigs. Mm-hmm. It's always been a bit about bigs. Always. This is the first time I've ever, as impressive as Steph Curry was, the most impressive thing for me in watching this series, <laughs> Otto Porter was the starting center on the winning team. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I've never seen that before. And I, Looney's not Tate, your rim protector. Tate, you know what I mean? Like they, they really won Tate, without that. Yeah. I've never seen this before. And that was a big move by Kerr to start Otto Porter starting in game four. Hey, (laughs) I've never seen this. I don't know what to say. He said he realized that he couldn't have Looney and Draymond on the court on offense, so he had to take one of them out. He decided to take Looney out and put in Otto Porter. That's great. I've never seen, I cannot recall, Tate, in the history of the game, the starting center in the NBA Finals was Otto Porter. That's a fact. A 6'6 wing. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That's all I got to say. I, 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 and people, I, I, and people I, I, wonder I, about Shaq. Like, imagine if Shaq was on the other team. So, your counter, you're playing against Shaq or Kim Olajuwon or Tim Duncan. Yeah. Giannis. Your counter to all of this is... Joel Embiid. Kareem I mean, Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. Robert Pears, Bill Cartwright. All of these great players. I've never, ever seen anything like this before. I've never, ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I know the three-point shooting and we live in a three-point era, but somebody's got to rebound, right? Somebody's got to set screens, right? Someone's got to defend the paint and do a, Like... I've never, ever seen a team win with the size of bigs that they play with. Mm. And I don't even know what to say about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it. It worked. I've just never seen it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're top three centers, right? I mean, are Draymond Green, Otto Porter Jr., and Kevon Looney. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It I is pretty shocking when you All say I it like say that. Is congratulations. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I've never seen this before. I can't even have an opinion about it. I've never seen someone win with a player the size of Otto Porter in the NBA Finals. Mm. And like you said, I mean, that, that goes back to uh, one, Coach Kerr, you know, the ingenuity there. But also, if you're the Boston Celtics, you're looking at that and you're saying, man, we had, we had something. <laughs> Right there for the taking in front of us. And, uh, you know, we, I mean, you have 15 plus turnovers in three straight games. You're probably going to lose in the NBA finals. I mean, that's just kind of a fact. They you had can't 22 have last night. I don't know what to say. So yeah. that's all I can say. 11, 11 in both halves. Yeah, that's all I can say. Congratulations. <laughs> and next year, let's see what it brings. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. 
I'm I'm I feel like the seven year window with the Warriors kind of changing basketball, you know what I mean? Game changing, whatever you want to call it. The, the seven year window from 2015 to 2022. I I hope that the big takeaway is that you don't have to copy and plagiarize what these guys are doing. You have to understand that the reason that they can do that is because they are the exception, not the rule. <laughs> and I think that with Clay and Steph, as you described it with their three point shooting, that is that is always going to be the case. So. Um, it's fascinating. I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like. Um, you know, as we move into the off season, do the Warriors try to sign a big BJ? You know that that would make sense to me. Well, they cover their James blind Weisman spot. Is coming back, you know, I would yeah. think. I think Wiseman. Listen, here's the thing. James Wiseman and Kuminga. If this group is healthy, and Moses, Moody. they're they're, yeah. they're a better. They're a better team. Mm-hmm. Just they don't have to. They don't have free agency. They don't have to go out and trade for anyone. If they just get Kaminga and Wiseman incorporated to this group, they're a better team than this year. Mm-hmm. Now, it's no guarantee that they're going to get back to the NBA Finals because the rest of the league is going to be better, right? You know, you know. hopefully those guys from Denver are going to come back, right? You know? Yep. Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray and those guys are going to come back. Michael Porter Jr. Yep. No, I'm going to assume Dallas is going to improve. Mm-hmm. Christian Wood make okay. a trade. You know we have to throw the, their name in there too, like everyone else. The Lakers are probably going to improve, right? But the Clippers <laughs> are going to get their guys back. Yeah, right? I think the Clippers and the Nuggets are the two teams, and the okay. and the Suns potentially, depending okay. on what the happens. The Suns with are, are, are pretty. They have the best regular league this year. Okay, mm-hmm. the league is going to be better. Okay, so but Kaminga and James Wiseman, I think that's an upgrade. If just just two guys just come off the bench. I mean, what a luxury to have. You would have Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody along with Poole coming off the bench. I mean, think about Wiggins. Yeah, that second that second team might be more fun than the first team at times. This is what yeah. I'm saying. And you could incorporate these guys so that it could be exciting. So, again. And if they, James Wiseman turns into, you know, a top 10 center in this league, then the Warriors are, are playing a totally different game than what they were playing with Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers. You know what I mean? They have a legit right. interior big. Um, so that's the other thing that I think could that could be fascinating. So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I I will be excited to see what it looks like uh, as we move forward. Uh, we got the NBA draft next week, BJ. Um, yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, what, right are you excited about that? Uh, is there anyone that you you're looking at and you're like, oh, that that could be fun to watch? Or are you are you just going to give yourself a basketball break like a lot of people? You know, I, I, you know the 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 Durham kid down in Memphis. Mm-hmm. A lot of scouts are high on him. A lot of the, the kid down in Memphis. A lot of people are high on him. Jalen Duran, yep. Yeah, um, the kid at Purdue. Wow, Jaden Ivy. Yeah, I mean. I think he has a chance to be a star. I really do. Um, but you just never know. These kids are so young. But if you ask me right now, the kid down in, in, in Purdue, Ivy, he looks like... The real deal. He looks like a player. If you look at the game today, you know, I, when you scout, you know, you look at talent. But I always look at the game in the direction of the game. This kid has all of the essential qualities that a star player needs in today's game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I feel okay. like it's a three horse race all right of, now. He has the athleticism. He has the size. He has length. He he's a 
uh, I think he'll, I think he's a, you know, he's a better than average shooter right now. He'll improve obviously when he gets in the league. And I just think he has all of the essential qualities that you need. Now you got to grow and you got to grow into the role and in the position and you never know how people will handle the pressure of being a star player and so forth. But when you say what are the physical qualities that's needed, he checks off every box. Mm. He's that level of athlete. And he looks like a terrific kid. You know, I, obviously I'm not interviewing him and so forth to so on, but I can just tell you this. I, I, I Now I'm sure there are other players, but when you just look at him, he just stands out to me head and shoulders right now. Uh, and the kid down in, and the kid down in Memphis, you know, the reason that he, he's so young, you know, he's really he's like supposed 19. to be a high school senior. Yeah. yeah. He's supposed to be a high school senior. So I'm looking at this kid. I'm going, he's able to do that as a senior in high school and not only play, but he performed. Okay. He played and he performed. The kid has size. I mean, Tate, he has a body like yours, right? I mean, he's just like chiseled, right? He's just, he's cut, you know, he's just chiseled everywhere. He's long. He's athletic. Yeah. He probably he seems like be, one of those guys that walks in a room and you're like, yeah, this guy looks like, he like can be who is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. As my as my guy Dickie V would say, he's going to win the. He's on the all airport team. He mm-hmm. he looks the part. Now, bigs, as you know, they develop a little long, a little later. I'm going to say this, Tate, because you know I love bigs. I love me some bigs. He could be the best player in this draft when it's all over with. Mm. I like he, that. He looks like that type of athlete okay At, on the downside i see him having the same impact just to say he does it on the downside he's he's the same impact as rob williams he'll be able to do that but i see offensively he's far superior than that he's got big hands long athletic can dunk I, I, he's one of and these by guys. all accounts, I mean, he was a hard worker for Penny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Penny yeah, always yeah. talked about how he's great a, of a worker he, he's he was. A, he's a 2010 wait. He's a 2010 waiting to happen just on athleticism. He could easily be a 25 and 12 or 15 guy with a little work. If he really works on his game and gets a jump shot, this guy could be a 30 something. Now he, he is, he's that level of athlete. You know what I'm saying here? Tate? Yeah. 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 You put some skill with this, give him a little fundamentals. Now he's a problem. Oh, Tate, Tate, he put it <laughs> like this. He could play in the same game as Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He could play in the same game as Kevin Garnett. Now, I'm not saying he has the skill right now at 18 or 19 to play with him, but athletically, he could do every dunk and every block shot that Kevin Garnett makes. Now, I don't know what's inside the kid and all of that. Now, that's that will be determined by him. Yeah. But if you say windmill like Kevin Garnett, he could do everything physically that Kevin Garnett can do on both sides of the ball. Mm. You you follow what I'm saying yeah. here, Tate? Yeah, that's good. That's a good that's a good person to be calm to. Yeah. He, he, he is as he's 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 got to be every bit. 6'11, 7 feet with length. Like his arms got to be 7'4, seven, 7'5. Seven, Big hands. You know what I mean, Tate? Yeah. In two or so three years, he could easily, easily, <laughs> okay, be the best player in the draft. 
So it sounds like Troy Weaver is going to have a I tough choice on his hands. He's oh, going to have either he's going to have Jalen Duren or Jay Nivey there potentially for him. He, he, oh, he's I, going, I, they're going to get. And don't forget about the kid down at Iowa, Murray. No one's really yeah, talking Keegan about Murray. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good player because you got Paulo. Everyone's talking about. He might Shet, go number everyone's one. Everyone's talking about. Yeah. And then you got the other kid down Jabari over Smith. at, 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 at uh, Auburn. Everyone's talking about right. Mm-hmm. There's going to be good players. Four, five, six. There's there's some good players in this draft. Now they get to, every year. Everyone says the same thing. Oh, there's no good players. Well, there's no good players because that's a way of saying you know what. You haven't you haven't watched the Pistons are going to get good player. I agree. I'm excited. Now, I just identified in my little two minutes two players that I know have star potential. Just but I didn't interview these guys. You know you got to put together the whole picture. You know what I mean. But I would tell you something right now. I would take a good look at those two for sure. Mm-hmm. Those because they have all the they have all of the ingredients to bake the cake. Is right there. Now, mm-hmm. if you mess up the, put it in the oven too long and you take it out too quick, that's on you as the as the chef. But they have all the qualities I'm looking for in a player. Mm. I like that. I, you I know like what I mean? Jail they have all of it. So I, I'm excited about the draft. You know, I'm excited cool. about my Pistons. You know, maybe <laughs> we can get our guy Troy Weaver on next week. Maybe we, you know what? Yeah, get get an update. Yeah, see what he's thinking. I, I like. Get, get, I still. I still am hung up. You said one time on our show that you you like the idea of pairing Kate Cunningham with a downhill athletic guard next to him. You know what I mean? And Jaden Ivey checks that box to a T. Jaden Ivey so. checks that box. Jaden Ivey checks the box for everybody. Like, <laughs> let, 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 let me say this for everybody because everybody can't see it. Jaden Ivey checks the box for everybody. Hmm. Everybody might not be in position to draft Jaden. Like, if you, people probably want to draft him one, but they're like, I can't do that. Yeah. It's too high. I I, I want to draft him number two, but I just drafted a point guard last year. I can't do that. Jay Nivey, okay, just like the Portland Trailblazers, they probably wanted to draft Jordan, but they were like, I already got Clyde Drexler. Mm-hmm. That, that, and, and, and this is what all executives have to, you know, you know, you, you these are tough decisions. I've come to the conclusion working in this business for as long as I have always draft the best player. Yeah. Easier said than done, but always just draft the best player. Mm. Just draft the best player. Is it nice to be able to draft players to different positions with the idea that we're going to build a team? That's always great. But you know what? Imagine if Chris Weber and Shaq were on the same team. Always draft, always draft. You would have, they would have figured it out, you know? Well, you would hope if you're a player, you'll figure it out. You yeah. would hope, yeah. And if not, we got a we got an asset that everybody wants, so you, we'll figure out hope. how to make it work. You yeah. you would hope, but always draft the best player. Mm. That's that's my only. I don't care who he is, just draft the best player. I agree. You know what I mean? Think about this. Think about the Detroit Pistons. All right, and I'm a Pistons guy. What if they would have drafted Carmelo Anthony? Mm. You're talking about a, a it just keeps going. It's kind of like the Warriors, you know. They would they would have just had young guys to just plug. Think and play. about think about this. They won a championship, and they could have added Carmelo Anthony to that picture. And Bargnani played in that series. Bargnani played garbage time. So I mean, Carmelo Anthony could have actually played in that series. No, you talking about <laughs> you talking about Darko? Oh, Darko. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Dark yeah, Darko. Yeah. What did I say, Bargnani? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so think about that. So always just draft the best player. Just always. Like I don't like. I know you may have a need for a center. Just draft the best player because 
that best player, like, they'll figure it out. You'll figure yeah. it out. It's good to have the best player. It's good to have the, the most talent on your team. Jordan, think about this. Jordan and Clyde Drexler could have been teammates. Mm. That's think insane. about that. Just yeah. think about that. Mm-hmm. Whew. That would have been some championships. No shade to Sam Bowie, though. No, no, no. You can't. No, no shade. I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying. Like, no, you're just saying if you take the best player, player instead just, of fit. That, that's that's the one thing that I learned. Just take the best player. Because mm. building a team, okay, is tough. But you can't ever go wrong with talent. <laughs> Always. Yeah, I think that's so. I hope there oh, ain't no hope. I know with the Pistons and the Pistons, I I, I I trust they're going to draft the best talent. Respect. And and you know, a lot of times, you know what I mean. And you know, I, I again, I'm not building the. I can't see behind the scenes like like I once could. I could tell you, or at least come to a conclusion of why I thought someone was, but. Just on a pure eye test. Oh my goodness! Like those like, two guys. Oh man. Oh, I like it. I like it. Well, yeah. we'll we're yeah. gonna keep an eye on them. We should talk about it uh, early next week again. Um, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Wind and water, my friend. <laughs> we got to make waves. This has been pushing through, and we will see you next week. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. You did it. Twenty twenty two champions.